Welcome to another episode of the Keto Vegan Podcast. I'm Rachel, I'm your host. In today's episode, I interview Dai, who I met through a Facebook group um, for keto vegans or vegan keto, whatever. And we connected there. She lives in California. Dai's been a vegan for about five, six years. And then a year ago, just over a year ago, she tried the ketogenic diet. And you'll find out much more about why that is during the episode. She also suffers with bipolar one, and you'll find out how the ketogenic diet actually makes a difference for people with bipolar. I want to make it clear that this podcast, this episode is not intended as medical advice. If you are changing your diet or anything like that and also going vegan keto, then do consult a specialist, a nutritionist or your GP. You will find out on the episode that Di does that and the advice that the nutritionist she speaks to gives her. If you enjoy this episode, please share with friends. Please subscribe. Leave me um, comments as well. No, and and that's another wonderful thing about the whole veganism. You know, a reason to do it, and the keto. What am I saying? The keto because it helps you be healthier when mm. you're older. You know, yeah. in so many ways. It's, yeah, yeah, I know. It's just it's so incredible meeting somebody else in this tiny little community who's keto <laughs> vegan I, I mean, know and be because of those Facebook groups that are there and then that's how we connected isn't it I've only done this for a year I mean I'm I mean for the vegan keto I've been a vegan for five or six years but um there are books out there like I don't know if you've ever heard of this one it looks backwards but vegan keto there's like two that's main great. cookbooks but you, I know you're really good at, at making dishes and stuff and you don't really need this. That looks but, good. Yeah, Liz Liz McDowell. I'll put it on the resources for you. I'll oh, that would be great. Thank I'll, you. I'll email you my favorite things like you did with Antonia and um, so it'll help your viewers. You know, That's great. That's really good. Okay. But yeah, it feels longer than a year though, Rachel. I feel like I've been doing this much longer than just a year. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's tell me your story then. Let's, um, okay. so you've been keto for a year or vegan for a year or vegan for five years or keto for five years? Make it into a song. No, I, <laughs> Why not? I could. <laughs> we could. It could be your new theme song. Um, I've done keto for just over a year, uh, okay. vegan keto. And I've been a vegan for uh, it's like five or six years now. Okay, so, so why did you why did you become a vegan? Let's start. Let's start with that. So you were your mid forties when you became a vegan, late forties. Right, right. And I hadn't gone purposely looking for it, even though I live in kind of a mecca. I live um, in Santa Cruz, California, which is where a lot of vegans live. And in fact, I don't know if you've ever heard of an author named John Robbins. He wrote this uh, best-selling book called Diet for a New America, and he lives here. And um, that was a huge bestseller, and it turned a lot of people into vegetarians. So so wow. John Robbins lives here in Santa Cruz and some other vegan uh, and vegetarian uh, celebrities. But basically, the reason for the way I became a vegan was I broke my jaw. I was walking with my dog, Lucy, one day, and I tripped over. We were going through a tennis court at the local high school, and there was a tennis net yeah. on the ground. And I was looking at my cell phone. Oh, God. And I tripped over the, the damn thing. I'm going to curse because that's what it was. 
even though it was completely my fault. And I slammed down on the pavement and oh. I tried to break the fall, but I fell right on my face on the on the the concrete. Oh, die! And like my dog didn't really seem to care. I thought she'd be like, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she didn't care. But I was able, thank God I did have the cell phone because I was able to get my husband on the line and he took me to the ER. So oh. long story short, you're probably wondering, how does this get into the vegan? Oh, right, of course. <laughs> I forgot about the question. <laughs> I will come back to the question. I had a lot of downtime. You know, I was doing the pity party thing and I was watching uh, Netflix mm. things. And I had remembered I read in the paper, we have a local paper, and I remembered reading an article about a local producer who was a co-producer on this documentary called What the Health. Yes. And I had I, I, I knew about it, but I never had really felt like watching it. And then I just suddenly decided to watch it. And two hours later, I was a vegan. Yeah. Yeah. I went from total carnivore my whole life, where I grew up, you know, around a total a massive carnivore father who would cook all kinds of exotic animals in our kitchen yeah uh, to being a vegan and it really what happened to me was just really similar to your former guests and to you uh just the visual of, yes. of seeing what truly happens under our noses um was just mind-blowing and incredibly disturbing um I had had my head in the sand uh, like so many of us um mm. And there was no going back. No. There was no going back. I wasn't asking to be a vegan. I always didn't really like the word. I thought it sounded a little bit too like cultish. Yes. But I've always loved animals. And I was like this. That was the reason. Um, okay. It wasn't about the health. I really couldn't care less about the health at that time. Yeah. So yeah. So, you're, so you're married. You've got two daughters. Did you make them follow a plant-based diet as well or how how was this transition well in our house uh, my older daughter she's always been like a little culinary prodigy and she'd always make her own foods and everyone kind of did their own thing uh cooking for themselves which is kind of unusual um i did tell them about it uh, i didn't say okay everybody you all have to be vegan or vegetarian now i i didn't do that but uh Little by little, they started kind of wondering what I was doing. They started like one of them, my youngest daughter, saw me sobbing because I started watching another documentary. Oh, and I, I have to be careful. Um, it wasn't Unity. It wasn't that one. It was. It wasn't Cowspiracy either. There's so many of them. I don't I know. even know I what know. it was. But I. She was comforting me. She's always been my little empath, and um, they just. It was just kind of like osmosis, yeah. you know. Uh, they all just started to kind of wonder and they all decided to be mainly vegan and it's been great, but there was wow. resistance at first. Yeah. There was resistance. I'm not going to pretend there wasn't. Um, and, and there has been like, I don't, I'm, I don't say, okay, you guys can't have any eggs in this house or um, I do, I, I, I do kind of draw the line at dare at milk because I'll just say like, I'll say, Hey, you know, what's in that milk. Right. And I'll go yeah. into detail and they're like Ew! I know. but but like when my daughter went to Japan for six months she felt like she had to be able to eat some fish and yes. I didn't tell her, you can't do that no so I I don't tell other people what to do but it's been it's been such a wonderful miracle that they have followed and you know followed the path more yeah. or less that sounds know. that's so good and supportive as well 
so supportive yeah. yeah so that was your vegan transition as we've all gone through <clears throat> but so then tell me so recently a year ago then you went onto a keto diet so why because you look really slender and slim okay oh so did you <laughs> not did you not used to be like that uh, did you see the photo of me on my episode one you bet I did I can't believe I'm talking to the same person you're amazing <laughs> Oh my God. I've I always had, I grew up being kind of skinny and then I started doing the roller coaster thing. Yes. And um, when I was diagnosed with postpartum bipolar when I was uh, 37 and started taking medications and things like that, that yeah. all messed with my weight. But um, a year ago, I was, I was 50 pounds heavier than I wanted to be. I was, I was at the, I was 180 and I was feeling like crap. And then perimenopause this wonderful thing called perimenopause came into life right and I had had a few symptoms but nothing too bad but then I swear to god one day I woke up and I had this big belly and it was so weird I mean if your whole life you know you don't have that to suddenly have that is weird and then my clothes weren't fitting and I just felt unattractive and unhealthy And then I was complaining to my friend, Christine, who is the same age and going through, she was going through the same thing and you would love her. And she uh, mentioned she was not doing this keto thing. And I had always heard about keto because I'm a former fitness personal trainer, a certified personal trainer, blah, blah, blah. I had heard about it, um, but I just thought it sounded like another trend and I was turned off just like I was turned off the word vegan. I just, you know, and I just thought, and plus, you know, it had a carnivore emphasis, right? So I was like, no, so much, doesn't it? Totally. But Christine was losing weight. And I was like, I want to lose weight. So I just did a quick Google search. And not only did um, it come up that it's possible to do vegan keto, right? Then the total epiphany or miracle happened, I'll call it, um, I found out that you can use the ketogenic diet for bipolar disorder, not instead of medications, not instead, but in addition to be to be healthier and be able to deal with the side effects like massive weight gain yeah. or energy levels and things like that. And I was like, what is going on here? So so that was the beginning of the researching and and experiencing and, and committing yes. to medical ketogenic, vegan ketogenic diet. Yeah. Wow. I'm still learning a ton. It's like oh, it's a whole field. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah. got a, you've got another um you've got a YouTube episode with another group, haven't you, that I've watched, which was, um, tell me the other YouTube interview that you've done and who those, because you mentioned MCT oil and I've never really, I've never used that. So tell me a bit, a little bit about the other people that interviewed you so that, and I'll put a link underneath as well so people can watch that. Um, But also tell me a little bit about the MCT oil. Cause I, I know, I like, I know what I know, but there's lots of stuff I don't know. So Right. Apparently right. it's very beneficial. That's what I'm picking up from what you were saying on the oh. episode that you did. This stuff, well, I believe me, I'll get into the MCT oil. I did uh, a few weeks ago, I did this uh, podcast called Bipolar Cast. And it's it's a podcast that is hosted by Dr. Ian Campbell, and he works at the University of Edinburgh. And then the co-host is this young man, Matt Bazuki and um, Dr. Campbell, he uh, has been awarded almost a $400,000 fellowship to study how the ketogenic diet uh, helps with bipolar disorder. Wow. So he's, you know, he, um, he, his PhD is in like global 
some kind of global health thing, but he also has bipolar disorder and so does Matt. So both the hosts have bipolar disorder. Um, and Matt comes, Matt had a really severe case of bipolar where he was like homeless for a while. Um, his family, uh, his father created this game called Roblox, which my youngest daughter loves to play. And they are, um, I'm just going to say it, they're billionaires, okay? And they're the best kind of billionaires to have because they are putting all their money into mental health research. Yes. And they're the ones who funded this um, University of Edinburgh Fellowship. Yeah. They, they, you know, they could use it to go like, you know, kick back on an island, right? <laughs> they yeah. could use their money for other Couldn't reasons, they but they're wonderful. they're wonderful people. Um, so I was on there to talk about a vegan ketogenic diet because they have talked about keto for all other, you know, all the reasons, but not with a vegan emphasis. So, you know, you can, you can do this ketogenic diet at, with a vegan slant, yes. right? Yeah. So, so I'm really happy I did that. And it also kind of inspired me to find you. I feel like there was a connection because I discovered you literally a few days after doing that. So, um, the MCT oil is really, really important, um, especially as a vegan. And I did a consult with this brilliant woman. Her name's Denise Potter. She is a ketogenic nutritionist, and she now has a whole um, company where she has a bunch of uh, ketogenic nutritionists working under her. But she met with me, um, and she there's there's different you know ketogenic diets you can do, and one of them has is like it's called the MCT oil okay. ketogenic diet. It's for epilepsy, but it also translates over to bipolar disorder. And so when I started taking this MCT oil, like I felt like it, it revved up the ketogenic process and it does. I, I mean, that was my intuition, but it actually does. It, it makes it, if you can take it and you have to be careful because this stuff is powerful. Like if you take too much, if I took too much, um, I get stomach aches. Okay. And stuff. So it's just a little bit a long way. You have to build up, but it definitely um, enhances or enhances any kind of ketogenic diet you're doing. You just um, have to do some research yeah, and I'll, sure. I'll put some links. Yeah. Thank you, you. to share with everyone. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I put it in smoothies uh, every morning. I put a couple tablespoons in smoothies and then um, at night I eat this wonderful dessert and it's so simple, Rachel. Go on. Oh my and I'm terrible. I'm not like you. You're good at cooking and baking and quiche. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Antonio, but whatever. Uh, I just put together um, some almond butter, cacao nibs, yeah. uh, some wonderful vegan uh, chocolate protein powder. And what else? And oh, uh, this wonderful nut mix. And I mix it all together with some MCT oil. And it's kind of like I don't want to say soup it's kind of like a custard or yeah. mousse okay yeah I love that stuff and it's so good and I don't the thing the drawback that I do that I wouldn't recommend your at your viewers to do necessarily is I kind of have the same thing every day because yes. it works yeah I used to be a foodie I used to watch Chopped and Iron Chef and I even interviewed my hero at the time Anthony Bourdain for for an article I was writing um I've grown up loving food of all cultures and yeah. now I feel like I'm 53 years old. I don't need to go to all these fancy restaurants. I need to put my kid through college and yes. I'm okay with eating this kind of the same things. And what's weird is I just, I am not binging anymore. I used to binge before I started doing keto. And so now I'm really like authentically hungry when I eat, I'm, I'm not starving, but I yeah. do get like, a little hangry, you know? So yeah. 
I don't, I mean, I don't have the exact same thing every day. I have a few different things I rotate. And um, I was worried when I met with Denise Potter, you know, this nutritionist, I thought she would say, that's really bad what you're mm. doing. That's very unhealthy. And she said that was fine. Oh, great. As long as I do my, you know, my uh, B12 as a vegan. Yes. Um, but see, like, I'm still learning. Like, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, like the percentages you need to get of what magnesium, potassium, calcium, and sodium. Yeah. But I know you need to get, I have written down. But it's like, this is like a whole new course of study, you know, to do this. It is, isn't it? And I need, yeah. And I haven't had like an actual teacher yet. And that's what I need. I need, I learn best if I have someone. Oh, like okay. You. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, yeah. I'm very slapdash about it. I think because I've been doing it for so long now, right at the beginning, I was, I used the website dietdoctor.com. Oh yeah. And that's obviously great. that's what, yeah, that's when I was a meat eater. And so I was using, and they are so good and so clear. So I was using a lot of their recipes, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I now veganize, but okay. adapt to Rachel style. Um, right. But so with, because my weight, because I, are we on those little keto sticks? Do you do that as well? No, I haven't. Are those, oh. are those electric? No, those. well, they're they're just a bit of a paper strip with a little thing at the bottom, and you just wee on them, and it tells you if you're in ketosis or not. And so, yes, yes. yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not very particular now about all my levels. I know if I'm feeling, I take my B12, I take omega three, vegan, and vitamin D as well, even when it's sunny because we need to apparently. Um, but I'm much, I'm very. Um, relaxed about all of that and if I start feeling not well but I don't feel unwell hardly ever even even being a teacher at school with all these children that bring the germs into the classroom it's like no I'm healthy I'm healthy I'm well it's all good I'm happy wow. and then very That's rarely great. yeah so I I'm not I don't think about you know how much magnesium etc cetera, etc cetera. and also there's so much put into vegan proteins now lots of vegan proteins have b12 put in them as well already and other other um, minerals and vitamins in so they are supplementing those gosh you guys england is like the best country you guys are so progressive with veganism that you know we have a we need to follow in your footsteps because we have a a ways to go i mean but one thing I wanted to tell you is I did start out doing those urine strips to see if I was in ketosis. Yeah. Because um, remember, I wanted to do this like for bipolar. I mean, I wanted to do it for weight loss. And when I started losing weight really quickly, and I was totally stunned by that, I really started taking it um, seriously for bipolar disorder. So I wound up investing in this was like 45 bucks. Yes. Um, I, it's, I, I haven't been using it regularly the past few months and that's I I realized that I need to start using it again because it does tell you it's it's more um accurate than the the urine strips, the strips yes for blood. but see I'm doing it like you don't need to do this if it's if you just are doing this for weight loss or general health yeah so so you haven't said what that is called what is that because I've heard about I've heard about those a lot so sorry, Rachel. This is cold. I can't do a British accent. Uh, <laughs> keto Mojo uh, GK Plus. It's a blood ketone meter, yes. and it also there's your glucose, which I've never done because I'm just I, I probably should, but I'm just interested in the ketones. It comes in this nifty little bag. I do not work for this company, although they <laughs> they should cut me a check. 
And then the thing is, you can't do this if you're squeamish about pricking yourself. They give no. you these little pricky things. Yes. Just pick your finger for a little drop of blood, and then you use one of these strips. Here, I'll show you. Do you want, can I show you how I oh, do this? Oh, yeah, go on then, how do exciting. it. How exciting. And I'll be honest, too. Again, um, I was really put off because I bought this, and I was naive, and I thought when I needed more of these little testing strips, they would be affordable. But there are 40 bucks for a pack. They're just as much as the um, actual. No way. My bank account is not worth it. Or my bank account's not so happy. But anyway, so you can also just not test yourself that often. So what you do is you just prick your little finger or. Yeah, up high. if you can move it up higher a little bit, that's it. Right. Yeah, with a little thing. According, I'll show you, according to the video I watched on Keto Mojo's website, they said when you prick your finger, you want to kind of wipe off the first drop of blood oh okay that's great we're two months away from halloween excellent getting, getting the head start here so i'm wipe. i don't know if you can see i'm wiping yes, it off yeah it again mm -hmm. yeah okay. got that you're bleeding and then <laughs> <laughs> to quote alice cooper's great song only women bleed okay and then what excellent. I'm doing now is you just touch it at the top yeah and then it count it does a countdown from nine and it, it makes it all exciting. I think they deliberately do this to make you excellent. excellent. And then tell you what your ketone level is. Oh, yay. Okay, well, this isn't ideal for me, but <laughs> this is 0.7. To be in light ketosis, you wanna be um, 0.5 to 1.5 or something like that. That's light ketosis. It's still good. Just because it's called light doesn't mean it's not very good, but that's for weight loss, nutritional yeah. ketosis. If you have, um, you know, a medical, like a serious medical condition, you want it to be higher, like three, three point zero to five point zero. Um, if you have it too high, it's dangerous. So you have to yeah, research have to get, this. Yeah, you have to get balance. And I, I used to be very strict of twenty or under, and that's hard to do, right? Um, then I've been told, like, as long as it's under fifty net carbs a day, that's good. But I've noticed when I go over 20, I'm starting to have some of the binging happen yes. at night. Yeah. And I want to get back into that um, for too much longer. It's it, it, the funny thing is, I'm, I'm only binging on keto, very healthy foods, but it's still not for hunger. And no, stress. that's right. It's still binging, isn't it? I think it's, it's yeah. like, um, very much a a mental health issue that binging I think we all I know that I struggle with that so much and always have done always have done it's that comfort isn't it and why do we yeah. want to put those things in our mouth and I think that's that's a whole nother episode isn't it yeah it is <laughs> I was gonna get all Freudian amazingly I can't believe this um my weight has not done the um what's it called the seesaw the yo-yo Thank you. The yo-yo, it's still staying the same, but that, and which is great, but I, is I don't feel, I don't feel as good though. So I want no. to get back into, yeah. but it, it, I, you know, it's, it's not easy to go that low with net carbs a day. No. no, it is. It's tricky. It has to be very disciplined. So I do lots of batch cooking and just take the pots out of the freezer each day because I live on my own. So it's much easier for me with all of that. Mind you, I used to do that anyway when I didn't live on my own, but then there's a temptation of everybody mm -hmm. else's food in the house, especially oh, yeah. as yeah. you say, especially in the evenings. That was that was always tricky. But I am, um, yeah, it's living on my own 
has its benefits. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. it, it, I was going to say it also has its negatives, but I can't think of any at the moment. <laughs> well, hey, I'm going to live with you, and you can cook for me. Well, one another thing that's a challenge is that I do have a reliance on processed foods. Yes, and again. When I met with Denise, I said, oh, I'm not doing, you know, I love, I do have four cups of raw spinach tonight. I love it. I, so I do have at least that, but um, she didn't come down on me for that either because it's a work in progress, right? We're not, none of us are going to be perfect at doing this. Um, but I, I would like to have more real foods like processed by that. I mean, like um, beyond burgers or impossible burgers. I love them. I love them. And I know having that like every day or almost every day is not the greatest. No. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. But you no, know, like I said, I've only done this for a year and um, like I have, uh, I also love to eat these, these uh, energy bars. They're low keto bars every day in the afternoon. And those are processed. I could make them. Yeah. Gonna. <laughs> not yet. I, maybe someday I've, I've promised the world I'm going to do it, but I haven't done it yet. So. <laughs> There's a new company that I've just found called Planted. They're based in Europe. They've got four or five ingredients in their basic pretend chicken. Only four or five. And water, pea protein, B12 are three of those ingredients. There's just two other ingredients. So natural. When I first tasted it, and I, this is chicken, and it wasn't. It's plant-based food. So simple, hardly processed, um, called Planted based in I'll put a link to that underneath as well yeah I've never heard of I know but I don't know so you can order direct from them they're not in supermarkets over here they're in one supermarket called Ocado over here um, oh. which is a, just a shop online thing it's quite a it's quite a posh one um, and for some reason I thought I'd sh- oh that's because I could get the big tub of Hellman's mayonnaise at a good price <laughs> and then I thought oh, I need to order other things as well um, I won't order gin. I'll see what <laughs> other plant-based foods that I can have. I won't order the gin. No. <laughs> I no, coffee, I, I do. Miss, I miss coffee in California, bullshit, gin in England. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that I found that was really good. And then I just found I came across another company that was on LinkedIn, um, called um, well, it's. The spelling of it is S-G-A-I-A. It's based up in Scotland. And they are saying about how they don't want it too processed, but it's not keto. There are too high carbs in their foods, which is such a shame. The planted one, the website for that is uk.shop.eatplanted.com. But it's all about animal welfare, health. We don't use additives, chemicals, gluten, soy, GMOs, antibiotics, or hormones on their sort of um, page ingredients are water so i'm just looking at their website water pea protein pea fiber rapeseed oil and vitamin b12 in their basic non-chicken one and the nutritional values for that are fat is really low fat though but we can chuck lots of oil on that 2.9 grams um carbs 2.1 per 100 grams so that's so Whoa, low. That's good. That's so low. Yeah, that's great. And fiber is 4.4. Yeah, 4.4 fiber and 24 grams of protein. So it is really well, good. It, it, could be, it could be less. Sorry to interrupt. I'm I'm so excited though. It could be less than the net carbs because don't you? You're supposed to subtract the fiber. Well, maybe I'll look at the label. But that's pretty. That's good. Whatever you just said yeah. is good. 
they're really <laughs> good and they're not they're not paying me either <laughs> not yet come on planted bit of sponsorship would be lovely <laughs> Well, I was going to say that made me think of something I wanted to share with everybody. I'll write myself a note to do this when I email you later, but I've, you know, it's hard to find people doing this, right? And there's this wonderful free um, online support group um, slash educational group. It's with Meetup. I don't know if you guys have Meetup. Yes, Meetups. Yeah, we have Meetups here. I will send the link to you. Oh, this one does have, it has a mental health angle to it. Um, A lot of people in it have, you know, serious mental illnesses, but it doesn't have to, I mean, it could be depression, anxiety, and you don't have to be yeah. diagnosed, yeah. but there's a wonderful, wonderful facilitator who's been trained in um, keto for mental health. Her name's Donica. She's, you would love her. She's so compassionate and just um, inspiring and encouraging. So, That's so great. Yeah. So Di, what is your plan? So you've been keto for a year, vegan for six, was it? something like something that something like that five so yeah um and i know you also suffer with bipolar disorder um so that must have been a massive struggle but you're finding the keto diet's actually really beneficial for that so thank you so much for your vulnerability and your honesty with everything that you've shared with people that we don't know which is just i That's so right. respect we're all that connected all connected oh we are so connected it's my pleasure yeah so maybe we could do another episode um, yeah here yeah i feel there's more i want to talk about. <laughs> oh that that would be so good yeah so what what life lesson would you say that you've learned from all of your journey so you know what what is it that sort of touches you most what have you learned most through all of this ah <sighs> that even though life is always going to be hard, there's going to be bright lights yeah. in, in people that we meet who will help lift us. People who just come out of nowhere and it, and they'll help you get through whatever's going on. Yeah. I think oh, I'll that's say that. lovely. I I've, didn't expect to make two of my three closest friends late in my 40s, but I did. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Um, friendships are everything and and our relationships so so don't get even if you feel like you don't have any friends right now don't give up oh that's beautiful thank you so much that's lovely <laughs> that is really lovely <laughs>